4: Another great day when it comes to the economy, four thousand laid off by Cisco Systems. Tony Katz, ninety three WIBC. Good morning. We're going to get through it together, guys. If my voice represents how you feel, I'm sorry. They are dropping 4,000 employees. There's been a lot of tech companies that have shed employees over the last year. Call it a 12-month period. The tech sector isn't emblematic of the economy. Well, there's tech that's doing well. AI is doing uh, very, very well. But when this tech sector layoffs happen, where did these people go to work? They were all remote workers. They weren't all remote workers. And when you want people coming back to the office, you now have 4,000 more people not coming back to any office, which adds to the real estate issues and the real estate woes that we're seeing. This is not an, a, an example of things being strong. Layoffs sometimes occur because the business Changes, adapts, morphs. That makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense to all rational people. This is people not being sure, in my view, of what's coming and planning accordingly. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. You don't know what's ahead. You don't know what's right there around the corner and businesses can't plan so what do they have to do they have to prepare for the worst they can't plan for a smart future they don't know what's going to happen with this administration they don't know what's going to happen with an election which could change a whole bunch of things and i think that's what we're seeing with this four thousand job layoff and then of course the news that came out last night indiana supreme court saying that John Rust cannot run. The Supreme Court ruling against John Rust, who's a candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana, as a Republican, um, he was saying that he is eligible to run or should be eligible to run. The rules aren't acceptable. Um, The justices ruled that a majority of the court voted to stay the Marion County Court ruling from December that allowed Rust to be on the ballot and the ruling then prevents the original ruling from Marion County from moving forward. So I have it right, right? That Rust cannot be on on the ballot. And Rust is already saying uh, that he is going to take this to the Supreme Court. He can. There are two arguments at play here. Uh, The first is whether or not there should be these restrictive rules to putting somebody on a ballot. I'm okay with people running. That's not, that's not my issue. I am fine with it in every way. The, the, the second one is, what do you think of him as a candidate? And while I have very, very strong feelings about the ads I've heard on WIBC, I don't have a problem with people running. If you don't like the way the system is set up, you have to change that system. So I think that if the Supreme Court's going to say, hey, there's a system in place, and your issue is they haven't changed the system to your liking, that's what I think is being said here. But we're going to follow this as it continues to play out. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Life is full of things to manage.
5: Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kisimta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kisimta and check out the details at Kisimta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
6: and the uh, state of Georgia both pay me direct deposits. Okay, so the cash that you would pay him, you wouldn't get it out of the bank? I have money in my house. You have money in your house. So it was just money that was there? When you meet my father, he's going to tell you as a woman, you should always have, which I don't have, so let's don't tell him that, you should have at least six months in cash at your house at all times. I don't know why this old black man feels like that. But he does. When we were growing up, my daddy had three safes in the house. So my father's bought me a lockbox, and I always keep cash in the house. Now, I don't do it to the degree that my father would do it, so he would probably be uh, ashamed with me. But I always have cash at the house.
4: That is Fonnie Willis, the district attorney in Fulton County, who took the stand yesterday because, well, she's angry that it was discovered that her and her lover, Nathan Wade, had a relationship earlier than they have both stipulated, this according to a source, and in in the part two, he was paying for trips, vacations that they took together, and she was reimbursing him with cash. Where'd the cash come from? I kept it at my house because my dad told me to always have cash. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Now, my father, my actual father, told me to always have cash. And we have discussed it on the show before. I carry cash everywhere. And some people are like, why would you advertise that? People are going to come after you. Have we met? They're coming after me anyway. It won't be the, that that I mention cash. I do not understand men who do not carry cash. I don't get it at all. I, I, I think people can do whatever they want to do. They don't have to take my advice at all. But if you ask me, do I, do I judge people? Do, I do Yes, I, 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 I look at people who don't carry cash and I look at them kind of askew. And you can call it cultural or, or anything else you want. But it seems that my father and Fonnie Willis's father had the same idea. And Fonnie Willis actually goes into a conversation, the Fulton County DA, she's the one bringing charges against Donald Trump, utilizing RICO, saying that it was racketeering and trying to influence an election. It's a, it's a special kind of hubris to do that. She goes into a conversation I actually agree with.
6: That has been, I don't know. All my life. If you're a woman and you go on a date with a man, you better have $200 in your pocket. So if that man acts up, you can go where you want to go. So I keep cash in my house. And I don't keep cash as good in my purse like I used to because um, I don't go on many dates. But when you go on a date, you should have cash in your pocket.
4: 100% accurate. But that's not the story here, Fonnie Willis. The story here is that you went on a vacation to Belize with your lover. Nathan Wade, who you were paying more, as the sources describe it, than you would have paid other prosecutors. Remember, she's the district attorney. She hires Nathan Wade, her lover, to prosecute Donald Trump. That's what happened. They have this romantic relationship, which she is trying to now say, well, what do you mean by romantic? She's played all these uh, cards against uh, the, uh, the attorneys there. It, 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 her, her time on the stand was nuts. And I've got the, I've got the audio. You, you won't believe it when you hear it. But what she's trying to state is that it's totally normal that she had $10,000, $15,000 in cash in her house and that she would pay him back for these vacations. No part of that is normal. He paid for the vacations on his business credit card. You paid him cash for the vacations. Does that make sense? No part of it makes sense. The whole thing is crazy as can be. Alan Dershowitz, uh, talking about uh, the the story, saying that perjury is possible.
7: I think there's a plausible case for perjury here, but I think there's an open and shut case for disqualification based on the appearance of impropriety. Look, when you admit that you paid for all these trips on your credit cards then the burden of proof shifts to the other side to demonstrate that there was payback in cash and the fact that there are no records and the payments all have records but the repayments have no records gives rise to a plausible interpretation that that's not true that there was financial benefit that accrued to the district attorney therefore there's more than enough for the judge to say at least an appearance of impropriety, total disqualification of the office, start from scratch, put the case in a different district, let's see if an independent prosecutor
4: thinks there's enough here for a RICO prosecution. So when we talk about the idea of impropriety, go with me on this. The vacation is paid for by the lover. She pays him cash. Was that just a fancy way of saying, hey, I'll pay you all this money from the public trust. Here's this giant salary for you. And the kickback is, I get vacations. You put them on your business card, nobody knows the wiser. If anybody asks, I gave you cash, feel the air quotes, for the vacation. Oh, and there's no receipts. You see how that money laundering works? Fannie Willis uses the public dollars to pay her lover, Nathan Wade. Nathan Wade then buys the vacations and she allegedly pays him back with cash. If you need me to explain it again, I will, but I might need, if I need some help here, maybe maybe this will help you understand it all. Okay, now you get it. Now you get it. All right, I wasn't sure if maybe you didn't get it before, but now, now we understand. Oh, Oh, we still don't? We still don't uh, un- understand. All right, let me, let me see if there's another way I can, uh, I can make you understand this. Yeah, I thought that might help. That, I thought that would do the, the, the trick.
5: Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment.
4: Being reported, breaking news, that Alexei Navalny, opposition leader in Russia to Vladimir Putin, who was jailed by Putin, is dead. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. There is a statement that has been put out by the prison service saying that Navalny, quote, felt unwell after he took a walk on Friday and almost immediately lost consciousness. This is Vladimir Putin killing his opponents. There is no other question. There is no other doubt. I certainly am not going to say, you know what? He just uh, he got the vapors, and, and that's what took his life. Vladimir Putin put him in jail. Vladimir Putin has had other people killed. No part of this is surprising. But no, tell me more about the subway system. The argument to be made, and, and, and I, you know, I, I put this out about uh, the, the supermarkets. This is about the Tucker Carlson interview. And, and I had no problem with him doing the interview whatsoever. Do interviews, my gosh. But you're going to go to a supermarket and you're going to say, oh, look how beautiful the supermarket is look what you do you see you have the cart here and you put some rubles in the cart and then when you when you uh, return the cart you get your rubles back it's an incentive to return the cart you mean like Aldi has done for as long as I've been in an Aldi there's nothing new here why are you celebrating this why are we celebrating look how clean the subways are if the argument is that the United States needs in these cities to do a better job and actually live up to its promise I don't disagree If the argument is Russia does it better, you're twisted in the head. You're twisted. And so I had had put out a a post uh, that when someone moves to Moscow because of Tucker Carlson's reporting, I hope they'll do daily dispatches on X telling us how good their life is. And people are like, you missed the point. You missed the whole point. No, I didn't miss the point, kitten. You did. And I'm willing to fight about this. Tucker is making an argument, one would ostensibly say that people in the United States are not being treated the way they should because look how they're being treated in Russia. Look at what we're allowing to happen in the United States. Russia doesn't allow this. That's what he's saying. That is a propping up of Russia. The groceries were were far less expensive than in the United States. The Median income in Russia is far less than in the United States as well. No discussion of that. How about a discussion of what homes have plumbing and what homes don't? This is the exactly the same argument when people tell me, my gosh, China is so great. Look at their high-speed rail system. Isn't that wonderful? It's not wonderful for the Uyghur Muslims who are in re-education camps while their wives are being raped by the state Don't tell me about their trains. Don't tell me about Russia's trains. Don't tell me about their supermarkets. Any Russian anywhere would trade their supermarket for a U.S. supermarket during the depths of COVID when the shelves were half empty in a heartbeat. And to say otherwise is just not logical. You're full of whatever it is you want to be full of. Let's fight, guys. Let's not have this argument between us. Someone's going to move to Russia based on Tucker's recommendation. Guaranteed. Of course it's going to happen. I want to see the daily dispatches. Here's Garrett on X. Why don't you go to Russia, Tony, and show America what's there? Sounds like you're jealous of Tucker. My case is rested. That's all. No rational thought, only an immediate desire to protect the fiefdom. Tucker had every right to interview uh, Vladimir Putin. Good on him. The people who were opposed to it are out of their head. The European nations that want to deny him travel, disgusting and despicable and reckless. These people aren't believers in free speech at all, which of course they're not. They're Europeans. Europeans. But look at how wonderful a Russian supermarket is. If you buy into that, you're as dumb as your mama. I'm telling you, I want to fight about this because I want to make sure that we engage a distinction. It is not about whether or not the man should do an interview. Absolutely, he should. But you think I'm not going to comment? on what is clearly a messed up observation without any background information? Good Lord. And look at how people respond. Not with a, well, Tony, what about this? Oh, you're just jealous. Fantastic. Why have the conversation when you can just do a name call? I am worried about it. And I will name call back. You're as dumb as your mama. No, I don't know if that's actually name calling. I don't know, maybe I have to do better, but sometimes it's radio and I try and, you know, I try to make sure I keep the job. If you want to trade a Russian supermarket for a U.S. supermarket, knock yourself out. If you want to state that what we allow in our subway systems in our train systems and our bus systems is unacceptable, I'll agree. Vote differently. Vote differently. Look at who runs those cities. Look at who allows that to happen and make it Stop. Some leadership in this, some clarity in this wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Look at how terrific the supermarket is in Moscow. You fall for that, you're nuts. It's a gross thing to say. Gross. That's all. Life is full of things to manage.
5: Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kisimta
6: much less cash that time, probably four or $500, and then I paid for uh, a bunch of stuff. I think we did two different wine tours that you do, which are pretty expensive. Um, I think I bought him. He likes wine. I don't really like wine, to be honest with you. I like Grey Goose. Um, I bought him a bottle of wine while we were there, and the sippings that you do. I, I can't remember how many, like four or five different places you go. I remember we went to... Um, to this place that they do pairings um that was the most expensive thing that i think that we did while we were there so they would pair uh they, they would pair uh champagne chocolate and champagne chocolate and caviar it was a three and it was like three different things sweden russia someplace else i'll make that up but um that that was the most expensive thing we did that trip and i paid for i paid for that
4: that's funny Willis. On the stand, because of the allegations that she hired Nathan Wade to prosecute Donald Trump, Fulton County, the RICO case, claiming the election uh, interference. She hired a guy she was in a relationship with, her lover. And then he took them on vacation, multiple vacations over a two-year span. I guess being a Fulton County District Attorney, a lot of hard work. And she paid him back in cash. But there are no receipts. This is ugly, and I don't see how she isn't removed from this case. Except, of course, everything's possible. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com it's seeing them on the stand yesterday seeing the arguments that they were were making how angry Fonnie willis is, uh, is full of honey badger honey badger don't care i mean it was it was it was madness and the way she was talking to the judge the way she was talking to the other lawyers i don't have much experience in a courtroom the most experience i have was when I got called for jury duty and watching that whole process. So there's uh, we're in the the courtroom as they're selecting. A much different experience, I'm sure, but uh, all I know is I could not have imagined anybody in the courtroom speaking to the judge the way Fannie Willis spoke to the judge. I could not could not see it. The level of respectfulness in everybody's tone, every lawyer, the bailiff, the people who assist, the people in the in the in the jury box who are, you know, part of the jury pool, everyone. You were hyper aware of it. And you watch Fonnie Willis and you're like, what is what am I watching here? And, oh, there's a lot to that. A lot to that. I, I will get more into it. But as the experts are stating, there's no way that she stays on this case against Trump. have a higher obligation. It's not personal, it's
7: not egotistical, it's not about you, it's about the office and the pursuit of justice. To your point, uh, it might be appropriate for Ms. Willis to consider removing herself from this case now and turning the reins over to a senior official in the, in the district attorney's office and let him or her handle it because this is getting ugly and it's getting messy and my guess is it's not gonna get better.
4: No, no, it certainly is not. But I don't know what a judge is gonna do because the judge seems to just let her go. Let her be rude, let her be on the attack. Only kind of admonished her once. NBA All-Star Weekend, guys. Not the weather I would have wanted for you. But the good times are to be had. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. What what do you need to know? Where to go, what to do? Ask. 317-239-9393. 317-239-9393. We will answer your questions. We will help you be entertained while you are in Indianapolis. Have a good time. Spend all of your money. Max out the credit cards. You're not going to pay them anyway. No, do not. Do not engage in any level of fraud. Make sure you pay your bills. And just spend all your money here. And then go home safely. That's all we can ask for. Nothing more, nothing less. The big news right now is that Alexander Navalny... The Russian opposition leader who has been jailed by Vladimir Putin is dead. That story coming out in the last hour. A claim that he went for a walk and then fell ill. 47 years old. He didn't just fall ill. He was in a penal colony north of the Arctic Circle. What does it mean for Russia? What does it mean for, for world affairs? This I can't answer the question of. What I can tell you is that anybody who thinks that Vladimir Putin is just some nice guy trying to run a country, well, that's, uh, that's cute. Very, very, very cute. Also, as we have discussed this conversation of office space, as we discuss the economy very, very often, this conversation of office space is growing by leaps and bounds. When you realize that the space is plentiful and nobody is filling it, people aren't coming back to the office. There are now businesses forcing people to come back to the office and uh, people still aggressively aggressively resisting. So now you take a look at where the values are. You take a look at what's being offered. There is office space in this $20 trillion commercial real estate market that are being offered for 50 cents on the dollar. You can get office towers in Los Angeles that are selling on 45% less than it took to purchase it a decade ago. Now, some of these things, I think, are here to stay. The way people work is changing. But it's very obvious that plenty of businesses have stated that this um, telecommuting, if you will, doesn't work for us. Provides no value. We're not getting enough done. We're not getting enough out of the people. And that's going to force people into the office. Does this then move people to go back to the office or does it move them to, you know what, I'll just do something on my own? I live in the world of being able to create a dollar anywhere. I spoke with somebody yesterday. I was at a huge uh, a, a event, uh, kickoff to the All-Star Weekend, which involved a, uh, a cigar event and signing with Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, um, uh, Food Network, uh, of course, Diners, Drives, and some Dives, and got a chance to talk to him. If you listen to Eat, Drink, Smoke this weekend, you'll hear our interview with Guy Fieri. It was over at Blend Bar Cigar. Uh, it, dude, it, if you told me 1,000 people walked through the door, i totally believe you. It was crazy crazy what what took place nutty as can be huge huge event and and was was thrilled about it and you know we we spoke to him about how how restaurants are dealing with with people coming back to downtowns uh how 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 you you know try and adapt uh to 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 these things right how how does this come about and, 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 and build about how do, you, how do you survive this stuff? And you, you then have conversations about where are you finding the, the, the people, right? All of these ways that people are making a, a living. And spoke to a guy there who I, I know just uh, through, through a medical situation had to retire from his gig. And I said, so what's the plan? He goes, what do you mean, what's the plan? I started Uber the next day. Long-term career, had to end it, started Uber the next day. It's a fascinating thing to watch where people have these options and these opportunities and maybe they don't have to worry about going back to the office and how does one deal with that? This then translates back to, well, how do the office buildings deal with this? How do they deal with this? Because the answer is um, clearly based on what things are going for, not well not well at all and does that make the office space now uh, a buy something you should purchase well who's renting it the problem is compounding itself and there's no end really that i see in sight curious how this is going to affect downtown indianapolis tony katz 93 wibc good morning life is full of things to manage
5: your work your family your plans and your treatment consider key symptoms
4: people look at Fonnie Willis on the stand and say, that's a strong woman. Some people look at Fonnie Willis on the stand and say, what the hell am I looking at? There is a massive cultural divide here. And one that will start asking the question, I think, if they are honest. Yeah, but is there a right and a wrong? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Now, uh, before anything, let us just hit it right out of the gate. The popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn, because there is more. Fonnie Willis is the district attorney of Fulton County, Georgia, bringing the charges against President Trump and others, utilizing RICO, racketeering predicates, saying uh, this was trying to uh, uh, coordinate, steal, fix an election. Well, it turns out she hired her lover, Nathan Wade. To be the prosecutor, paying him more than she would have paid other people. He was then paying for vacations that they both took, and she was allegedly paying him back with cash. There is a level of improperness here that cannot be described because of what it looks like is money laundering. That's my take. Not a legal expert. My take. I did, however, watch four episodes of Night Court, so I think I've got a basic understanding of the law. You pay a guy more than anybody else would have been paid. You get taken on vacations to Belize and to Aruba and, and to wine country. And then you pay him back with cash. Why? Because you always had cash in the house. Your, your, uh, your father always told you to keep cash on the house. And besides, the cash that you gave Nathan Wade wasn't that serious. Hold on a second. There we go.
6: Um, Same with Aruba. You don't know where that cash came from either, right? Ma'am, you are mischaracterizing my testimony greatly. Um, I'm not going to allow you to mischaracterize my testimony. I know that I keep money in my house. The amounts of money I gave Mr. Wade it was never that serious. I don't think I've ever handed him more than $2,500 in a reimbursement. So, we're not talking about $20,000 in cash. I don't have $20,000 in cash right now. The most I ever gave him, I know I gave him $2,500 when we went to Belize, because we went to one um, hotel, and then we went to a second hotel. That $2,500, I actually gave him while we were still in Belize. I know that the Aruba trip, the one that you described with his mom, I think I gave him about $2,000 for that trip for like total. Is mom Uh, went to Aruba with you? The Aruba trip. So I consider that to be one trip. So we got off of a cruise ship and then we went to Aruba, which is why I cannot remember is that the time that we had to stay in Miami to wait for the flight for Aruba. (sighs) I consider that one trip that we didn't like come back to Atlanta and leave. We went, we flew down to Miami. We got on a cruise ship. We spent a couple of days with his mama. We came back to Miami. When we came back to Miami, either that day or the next day, we flew to Aruba. We spent a few days in Aruba and we came back. That was really one trip. Even though we went two places, it was one trip.
4: The Fulton County DA took a cruise, then went to Aruba in one trip. How's your career going? Got a, lot of, got a lot of vacations that involve cruises and trips to Aruba that he paid for on his business credit card, but she paid him back in cash by giving him $2,500 while they were in Belize. Okay, I totally believe that. No, wait, I don't. I don't believe that. And she has been on the stand just i mean it it's it's been Unbelievably dismissive.
6: Isn't it true that you met Mr. Wade October 2019? <laughs> well, judge's check, conference. He not gotten to the point where Miss Willis should
4: be treated hostilely. I, I think we. I very much about... want
6: to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very
4: much want to be. Not so much that you're hostile, Miss Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Miss Merchant's.
6: Ms. Merchant's we'll interests are per- uh, contrary, contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not yeah. to mine. The lawyers' interests saying. are
4: contrary to democracy. That gets said from the stand. Now, the, the whole issue, I mean, accusing uh, the lawyers of, you're lying and nothing's wrong, how dare you? And then, of course, there are the people who are looking at this and say, look how they treat a black woman. What do you, what do you, what do you mean, look how they treat a black woman? Well, look how they treat her. They would never do this to a white woman. Fonnie Willis is the district attorney. Fonnie Willis was involved in a sexual relationship with the guy she hired to be the prosecutor. Fonnie Willis took the vacations that he paid for, and she claims that she paid him back in cash and there are no receipts. Look how they treat a black woman. Um, That is, of course, uh, going to be the thing that you hear all weekend long. I think there is another question. The responses from Fonnie Willis will entail when she's off the stand, look at how they treat black women. As if somehow no question can be asked because of the color of her skin. The question itself is proof of the bigotry. Well, I don't know if that's a cultural divide or if that's a political insanity, because I got to hope it's a political insanity, because if that's a cultural divide, whoo, we're in a rougher spot than I thought. But so we understand this, this testimony yesterday. And so we understand where I'm at. I would call this money laundering. That's me. You pay a guy. He then provides you with services, this case vacations, and you make a claim that you paid him back in cash. No one ever got paid back anything. No receipts, no nothing. You paid the extra, then you got the kickback. Now, maybe it's a kickback. Maybe it's money laundering. I'll leave that to a lawyer. What I know is I'm pretty sure that doesn't pass any smell test for legality or for decency. That's the issue. Tell me I'm wrong. Matt Parrish got traffic. What's up, Matthew? Life is full of
5: things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kisimta and check out the details at kisimta.com Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
4: Let's take it to the videotape. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Because I don't think people understand the death of Alexei Navalny and what it means. The Russian opposition leader, jailed by Vladimir Putin, died in prison at the age of 47. They claim he went for a walk and then fell ill and then went completely unconscious. But, you know, an ambulance was called. Well, let's go to the Wayback Machine, shall we? Let's go to the Wayback Machine. This is from... What year is this from? Is this from 2021? That's what I thought. This is Joe Biden, President of the United States, speaking about Alexei Navalny. Speaking... About this possibility, the question that was asked is, and I quote, the second question is, what will it mean for U.S.-Russia relationship if Alexei Navalny were to die or to be killed in prison? This was a guy who was absolutely opposed to Putin's leadership, spoke out aggressively about it, didn't have to come back to Russia, did and knew he was going to be jailed and did it anyway. You want to talk about actual bravery. Not this bull crap we see on TV. Actual, real, significant, palpable, valuable. Look at that kid's bravery. This is how Joe Biden responded to the question.
8: Every world leader here as a member of NATO... That spoke today, and most of them mentioned it, thanked me for meeting with Putin now. Every single one that spoke. And I think there were probably about 10 or 12 that spoke to it, saying they were happy that I did that, that I was going to do that. And they thought it was thoroughly appropriate that I do. And I had discussions with them about Oh, in the open about what they thought was important from their perspective and what they thought was not important. And so the interesting thing is, I know, and I'm not being critical of the press. I really mean this. Give my word. But generically, you all thought it was Biden meeting him too soon. I haven't found a world leader who doesn't think it's not soon. It's just, just soon enough. Everyone that I've spoken to privately, and publicly. It doesn't mean there aren't some out there, but it's not not likely that a head of state is going to stand up in front of 29 other heads of state and say, boy, I'm glad you're doing this, in effect. So there is a consensus. And they thanked me for being willing to talk with them about the meeting and what I was, uh, what I intended to do. So I haven't found any any reluctance. There may be someone, but not in open today or in the meetings probably privately had as well. And uh, Navalny's death would be another indication that Russia has little or no intention of abiding by basic fundamental human rights. It would be a tragedy. It would do nothing but hurt his relationships with the rest of the world, in my view, and with me. Well, he has no relationship with you.
4: This is Joe Biden 2021. He has no relationship with you. And you'll notice in 2021, when he was already fading, how much stronger he sounded than he does today. Anybody who doesn't understand that, of course, Vladimir Putin has a globalist agenda, of course he has a power agenda, of course he is a murderer, we're going to pretend that somehow he's a misunderstood guy who knows a whole lot about history? A totally revisionist history that makes Russia look like the good guy, and oh, by the way, we have a claim here, we have a claim there, we have a claim to this, we have a claim to that, we have a claim to Poland. Mexico still wants to claim California, what does that matter? Navalny's dead, of course he was killed. As Leland Vitter put it, that Russia says they're going to investigate um, uh, Navalny's death is like OJ saying he's looking for the real killers. Now the question is, will Joe Biden be held to his word? Is he now going to bring some consequence together He stated that the consequences in an interview, I think, with Jonathan Lemire would be, quote, unquote, devastating. Okay. What are they? Now, you might be asking, Tony, are you looking for Biden to start a war with Russia? No, 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 no. Let's let's be clear about something. All I'm doing is noticing what the man said he said that uh, uh, this would be uh, uh, another indication uh, that Russia is not interested in basic fundamental human rights and it would hurt his relationship with the rest of the world. In another interview, he said that it would be devastating, that it would relate to something or go back to something devastating for Russia. So now the question is, Not am I looking for war. The answer is, oh, hell no. What's Joe Biden going to do about it? What is Joe Biden going to do? Because he already made his claim. He already stated that he was going to respond. He already stated that this would be unacceptable. Well, it just happened. I want to know what Joe Biden's going to do. Tony Katz. Until 50 Cent shows up So now Matt Baer we can say it NBA All-Star Weekend Is officially a party It wasn't before, it is now Because 50 Cent He is going to be throwing some of the NBA Weekend All-Star Parties, I, I, I don't know Where they are, I did get I got an email, Tony Katz 93 WIBC, good morning uh, that he's doing some event. He has a uh, a cognac, Branson, B R A N S O N BransonCognac.com. Uh, dot com, and he's doing some event, and I'm not gonna say where. It was hey, uh, Tony, just wanted to let you know uh, this is a a non media event. He he's he's no no photographers, no media. This is just for fans of, of the cognac, and I wrote back because I thought that was a weird kind of thing to to say to me. I don't think they're being rude they just wanted me to know because of eat drink smoke and you know you, you're not going to be able to ask questions I was like go have a go have an event for the fans absolutely so he should Do we know who 50 Cent is the the, the rapper The I, I well I'm going to say mogul I don't know if the people use the term mogul anymore but very very focused on the money nothing wrong with that um I, I didn't um, I didn't have a, a reason to, to go and, and ask questions of him. He's going to be doing a an event for for fans. Go do the event for fans. I, if, if you're a celebrity of any kind, what, what's better that you you, you talk through uh, an interview or you talk directly to people? go talk directly to people. It doesn't bother me any. I'm glad you're an indie. Have a great time. Spend your money. Help other people spend their money. Good stuff. But if you do want to reach more people, like, like 50 Cent needs any help whatsoever. I mean, Eat, Drink, Smoke is on 65 radio stations across the country. So, you know, talking to me isn't the worst idea in the world. Oh, I would have questions for 50 Cent. Oh, they'd be all. It would be all economics, celebrities in in the in the uh, in the drink game, because it's it's been wildly successful for so many. Did you know that Sammy Hagar, when he did Cabo Wabo, so I I I for some reason had forgotten that he sold Cabo Wabo the tequila. He sold it for a hundred million. I mean, he was doing celebrity tequila or celebrity drink before anybody and then you take a look at what Clooney made on his tequila and you realize that people do tequila because it's so much easier to get into than bourbon bourbon takes time bourbon takes years tequila takes months there are far different rules and regulations now there's a question about how you're making the tequila you know the the type of agave things like this and I was at this event last night uh, with with Guy Fieri, uh, Food Network Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives, and he has Santo Tequila, which is Sammy Hagar getting back into the tequila business. It's the two of them. It's Sammy Hagar and Guy Fieri uh, doing doing all the types of tequila. You, they've got a blanco. They they they've got an añejo. They've got a reposado. So they're they're launching that as well. And it, it 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 does work because people who are fans will then do do the thing. And then if a brand can build enough and you can keep the celebrity connection, that's the marketing. It was so much of, of any of the alcohol world, bourbon or tequila, what have you, cognac, the marketing is everything. It's different than on the cigar side. The marketing of the bottle on your table. It doesn't matter if the juice necessarily is good or not. And that's not a knock on any of, the, uh, of, of what's out there. With the cigar, it doesn't matter. All the marketing in the world, if the cigar is not pleasing to the palate, people will not buy it again. Cigar smokers won't do it. The bottle, they'll do it for the marketing of being able to advertise or look at the bottle on our table. The cigar smoker will not go back to the cigar that isn't good. So when you put your name to a cigar, it's a far different experience. In a far different bet than putting your name on a bottle. But still, putting your name on a bottle means something, and you got to be able to move a market with it, and that's the question I'd like to talk to 50 Cent about. That's the thing. So, welcome to Indy, and uh, let's talk. Matt Paris
2: got traffic. It's a sign crash. Northbound 465 before I-69, causing a slowdown to Penn Pike and a little bit beyond not quite to I-70. And northbound 6570 slows into the north. Split delay continues to Meridian Penn. Traffic sponsored by Drexel Interiors. Go where the pros go. Drexel Interiors for Timberlake kitchen and bath cabinets. Visit Drexel's design centers at 146th Street and River Road or on North Shadeland. Online at DrexelIN.com. I'm Matt Bear on the fives at WIBC
4: for us the story is snow the little flurries now the snow is coming later tony katz 93 wibc good morning just to screw with your evening commute. That's what we're seeing. This snow will start after twelve. We'll be with us in the afternoon into the evening. Now Hammer and Nigel will have everything. Of course, Matt Bear will have the updates on the roads and how to get you home safe and sound. Plan for it now. Especially if you're downtown because of NBA All-Star Weekend. And we're thrilled you're here. Welcome to Indianapolis. Have a wonderful time. Be safe. Spend all your money. That's all we ask. Just spend every dime in your pocket. And then enjoy your trip home. Nothing more, nothing less. Have a wonderful time. But it is going to create some traffic issues. That's what it's going to do. So we're keeping an eye on the snow. Of course, the breaking news today that Alexei Navalny, opposition leader to Vladimir Putin, dead in his jail cell, well, he went for a walk and then fell ill and then collapsed and then died because that's what happens. Sure, totally normal. No, no funny business whatsoever. How dare anybody even think it? Except it's the only thing to think. It's the only thing a rational mind could think. The list of people who are dead at at Vladimir Putin's hand. But no, he's just a guy who wants to lead his country and has no globalist expansion, desires, none. Sure he is. You believe what you'll believe. And then, of course, the biggest story might be uh, Fonnie Willis, the prosecutor, I should say the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, going after Donald Trump. The RICO conversation, racketeering to... Fix an election to engineer an election. Interfere. She hires her lover. She hires a guy she's in a sexual relationship with. Then he ends up paying for trips that they both take. And she pays him back with cash. But there are no receipts. And then she takes the stand and she's angry as can be. How dare you? Who do you think you are talking to me like this? You're lying and you're lying. It was surreal. And then you have people like Glenn Kirshner over there on MSNBC saying that she has every right to be angry. You know, Willie, as is always the case, I agree with Joyce.
7: Um, This is going nowhere. It will very soon be yesterday's news because there is no conflict financial or otherwise. There's nothing that I saw in the testimony thus far, recognizing additional witnesses will testify today and the hearing is expected to go into next week. Uh, But I've seen nothing that has inured to the detriment of any defendant in the case. So I don't think the defense will be able to carry the burden. What I I do think is what we saw yesterday is a tribute to the value of cameras in the courtroom. Because Mm -hmm. as you watch d a willis testify um, I-, I would be hard pressed to to believe that anything she said was a misrepresentation was inaccurate or was untruthful she was angry and she had every right to be angry she was holding up public court filings that she contended um contained all sorts of lies and once they go out into the public square people are going to believe those lies she was hot but she had every right to be hot she remained respectful but forceful
4: Um you must have looked at something different. But the idea that she has somehow refuted the arguments because she says I paid him cash and how dare you question me? Are you calling me a liar? You have no proof that you paid him. Now, you can argue that you have to prove that this was a, a conversation that involved a level of quid pro quo, right? She's innocent until proven guilty. I wholeheartedly believe that. If you think she came off looking good yesterday, anybody who is anybody who has a rational mind or sitting on a bar stool is like, oh yeah, she paid him a whole bunch of money. He gave her these trips as a kickback. That's how it happened. That's how it went down. Does she get to stay on the case, or is the case given to somebody else? That's the only question. If you want to um, avoid the conversation of impropriety. You give the case to somebody else. That's that's clearly the thing to do, right? We'll find out if it gets done. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things
5: to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider kisimta Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about KeySympta and check out the details at KeySympta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
4: There is no room in the Republican Party for apologists for Putin.
0: Rest in peace,
4: Alexei Navalny. That from Mike Pence, former vice president of the United States. If you're listening, sir, call in. I would love your take. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. This has become the dominant storyline. The death of Alexei Navalny. Because this is a major opposition to, to Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin put him in jail. Um, There's a long history of people being jailed and killed by Vladimir Putin. This isn't debate. This isn't conjecture. This isn't warmongering. I am not making an argument for warmongering. For warmongering. For war. I'm not doing it. I don't want it. I am making an argument for recognition. Do we understand who it is we're dealing with here? Does it make more sense why I am somebody who believes we should support Ukraine in fighting back against Russia? I have said before, and I mean it, I I don't have any belief at all that this does not end with some level of Ukraine giving up land. Because I can't figure out how it ends otherwise. I take a look at the basic concept in front of us. And this is attrition. We are in what can be described as a World War I-esque trench warfare situation. Russia can throw more bodies at it than Ukraine. Period. I'm doing basic math. That's how I get to the place where I don't know how Ukraine isn't giving something up. Now, nothing will appease Russia, if they get the Donbass five years from now or two years from now, will be going after another piece of Ukraine and they will engage some kind of of weird scenario where they say, you see, uh, Ukraine instigated it or you see we're saving lives here or whatever lie it is they tell. The only thing that keeps them at bay for all the bodies is Ukraine having enough bullets and enough ways to protect themselves to keep firing the bullets? But if they don't have the bullets, well then, that's, that's the end of the ballgame. Which is why I say the answer is going to be they give up land, or worse, they give it all up. And no one's better off if they give it all up. Oh, Tony, it's Ukraine, it doesn't affect us at all. The, sorry, that's, that's not real life. That is not real life when the border is Poland, a NATO ally. You have the reports that Putin wants to gear up to be able to engage in the military fashion. A testing of NATO's resolve. I'm just, I'm just describing it the way it is. Now, in this idea of support for Ukraine is, is, this, is this legislation that was passed in the Senate, the 90 plus billion dollars that includes 60 billion dollars for Ukraine. And you'll hear people discuss it as, what this really is about is replenishing stockpiles of, of bullets, of, of ammunition. We're low. And we need to to fill it up. And that's what this money goes for. A lot of it just stays in the United States. And you've heard people like Representative uh, Jason Crow, Democrat, refer to it almost as like a jobs package. That's how it's good for us. I think this is a disgusting, despicable way to describe it. I had this argument with Noah Rothman of National Review yesterday. I will not listen to that. If you wanted to say, here's $50 billion or $40 billion, and we're using this money to make sure we have all the bullets we need, it would pass in the House with every Republican member voting twice, sans Thomas Massey. Right? I mean, it's Massey. It's, it, I wouldn't be surprised if he votes against it. Of course it would pass. Don't tell me, hey, it's a Ukraine bill, but really it's about jobs for American citizens. That's gross. That is duplicitous and disgusting. I'm going to call you for uh, uh, on that subject. Be honest, be clear. But there can be no question as to whether or not Vladimir Putin is a killer. Vladimir Putin is destructive. Vladimir Putin will not stop. And anybody who thinks this guy doesn't have the, uh, the, the eye towards globalist expansion and domination is dishonest. Now, as for the weaponization of space and being able to utilize um, missiles uh, to, to destroy spy satellites and other things. Well, that is a national security threat and it should be addressed and dealt with. But it very much seems that this is the threat that Congressman Mike Turner of the House Intel Committee was discussing with his very cryptic post on social media that President Biden has to declassify this information. We're going to let all of Congress see this information. You're trying to apply pressure on Congress to pass this legislation and get the funding for Ukraine. With a threat? With a very cryptic, secretive threat, you're going to try and pressure Congress? I don't know Congressman Mike Turner, but he can go to hell in a handbasket. That isn't the way we do it either. It is not sharp-elbowed, as Noah Rothman put it. We disagreed there as well. That's why I love having Noah on the show. We have a, It's just a disagreement in the presentation. We can still actually be friends. It's good. It isn't a sharp-elbowed approach. It's a lie. It's a fraud. And for that, the guy can go to hell. I don't care if he's a Republican. You're so desperate to get something passed, you're willing to fearmonger like this? Be honest about what you want. Explain why it's right. Fearmongering is what the left does. I see that stuff on the right, it makes me sick. Of course... We should be supportive of Ukraine, not because Ukraine is some great place and Vladimir Zelensky is some great guy or anything else. It's because Russia doesn't end its push and its conquest with Ukraine. And anybody who says otherwise is wrong because the history tells you so and because Putin has told you so. Why won't you believe this guy when he tells you? And with Zelensky dying today, sorry, getting killed today, said it, meant it, we now take a look at Joe Biden, this old man who has poor memory, who shouldn't be in charge, except Democrats keep telling us how sharp he is because they are liars and frauds, and to hell with them. You put party over country, and here we are with a guy who doesn't know he's talking to somebody who is alive or dead. These are perilous times in the kingdom. But Biden is on record saying that if Zelensky dies, the results for Russia would be devastating. Well, Alexei uh, Navalny, I'm sorry. I said Zelensky. I meant Alexei Navalny, the opposition leader. If Navalny dies, the, the results... For Rush would be devastating. Well, Navalny is dead. Now we'll see what Joe Biden meant. And the clock's ticking. Matt Baer has traffic.
0: How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want
4: coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Fill up on the news. Brought to you by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. The Absolute Wealth Management Retirement Planning Show. Sundays at 9 a.m. WIBC and WIBC.com. And also by Cold Medicine. Cold Medicine. It's awesome. I swear to you, it it is what it is. My, My kid has it worse than I do. A oh, much, much. Oh yeah, of course I got it from the kids. You know I did. That look, kids are wonderful, and kids are lovely, and 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 I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade having children for for anything in in, in the world. It has been a world class joyous experience that I, I I can't I I never would be able to to properly describe okay it is it is wonderful right when i when never mind the highs and the lows and how difficult it all is kids have have been this crazy addition to my life that i i i like many parents i would never want any other way but my god they bring home a lot of crap that's just disgusting and it's disgusting. And they're around people who are disgusting. Usually because they have parents who are like, oh, you're disgusting. Okay, go to school. And, and so that, that's where I'm at. So, yeah, it's cold. It is what it is. It's not your radio. It's, it's the cold. Dow futures down 24. NASDAQ futures up 80. Wholesale prices up 0.3%, which is more than expected. Well, no, duh. Consumer price index more than expected. More than expected. Sales in January down 0.8% when the expectation was 0.3. And now, consumer price index up 0.3. The economists thought it would be just 0.1%. It costs more to manufacture. It costs more for you to buy it. No one is shocked. And excluding food and energy, which they consider volatile, the core producer price index jumped half a percent. Oh, is that right? That's a big number. That is a big, big number. Uh, and as you can guess it, the 10-year Treasury note, that's the number that we base uh, 30-year fixed mortgages off of, that jumped to 43 Right now at Uh, 4.339. And if you're basing the 30-year fix off of that, we'll see 7% uh, mortgage rates back in no time. But no, everything's fine. Everything's fine and good, and this economy is great and wonderful, and you just don't understand what a great job Joe Biden's done. There is... And again, I'll say this. You you cannot make the claim that Joe Biden has done a great job with the economy if things are not great. You cannot make the claim you don't understand how good you have it. The only thing that matters is how good people have it. And at what risk? Right? If you tell everybody that everything's great and let's say interest rates are, are low and there's no inflation well, is that because you've done something that just for is, is stalling the, the inevitable or because of sound policy? So you do have to look at those things. We do not have sound policy. This whole conversation about liquid natural gas, LNG, you know this is insane, right? We have basically halted the exportation of LNG, of liquid natural gas. Which is how people, you know, heat their homes or run their worlds. Which would lead other nations, not being able to get the gas from us, to have to get it from Russia. There is no mathematics here that makes sense. Enter Alana Goodman over at FreeBeacon.com. According to her reporting, the change was made to pause liquefied natural gas exports because Tony Podesta who is a lobbyist for foreign liquefied natural gas companies pushed for it and his brother the climate envoy for the Biden administration, John Podesta pushed for it now When you see stories like this, you always got to take a bit of a grain of salt in that one connection does not mean proof of an argument. But certainly it is ugly to think that you take a guy like longtime progressive John Podesta, who has had his hand in every administration since Clinton. He was chief of staff to Clinton. That was it. He was a counselor to Barack Obama. Now with Joe Biden, this is a progressives progressive. And he happens to have a brother who would profit off of the ceasing of liquefied natural gas exports. If this was Trump's administration, that would be a front page story every single day. The cable news networks would be breathless. So while I speak about it rationally, I will also make sure I mention it because this is not a good look. You do without so somebody's brother can make a couple of bucks so some other nations and, uh, can, can, can create value. Meanwhile, Russia, which is this huge gas station masquerading as a country, as the late Senator John McCain used to say, the only thing he ever got right. Oh, I'm sorry, too soon? No, good. They're the ones who are going to profit off of this. None of it makes sense. None of it. Man, we need an election bad, and we need to make sure it works. That's another story for another day. I'm Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. <clears throat> Coming up on Tony Katz today, the death of Alexei Navalny. What happens next? And will Joe Biden live up to his promise? That's after the news at noon on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your
5: family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider kisimta Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your health care provider about kisimta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
4: So last week I happened to miss it It was National Pizza Day February 9th National Pizza Day, okay There's a National Day for everything I would have celebrated the local pizzerias It's my fault, I apologize Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning Well for whatever reason, there's something being shared on, on X and it's it's favorite pizza topping by state. A map of the United States. And it says that uh Texas, the the, the the top topping, favorite topping is pepperoni. Oklahoma, it's it's sausage. In in Indiana, just like in Ohio, it's actually mushrooms. Mushrooms. But in Illinois it's pepperoni. And in Michigan, it's sausage, and it's pepperoni in Kentucky and and then in pennsylvania and west virginia it's corn um corn and then in california and arizona it's avocado now i'm going to i'm going to say something now i love avocado love it i went to school at arizona state I spent six years in California. No one ever ordered avocado on a pizza. It never happened. It never happened. And in uh, in uh, South Dakota and in Iowa, it's it's bacon, which it which is uh, the, the 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 top. And in Mississippi and in Oregon and 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 Wisconsin, it's black olives. Okay, I've seen that. In Minnesota. And gosh, I'm not trying to make anybody sick here. According to this list in Minnesota, which it's put out by Walmart, the top topping is tuna. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Well, that's just insane. No one puts tuna on a pizza. No one puts baby in a corner. No one puts tuna on a pizza. That, that, that just never happened. You have never put tuna on a pizza in your life. You've had a tuna melt, but you've never put tuna on a pizza. Now, that's just gross. If you want to be confounded, um, in New Mexico... The favorite pizza topping is carrots. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do. I am hoping that this is just more proof that social media cannot be trusted. Cannot be trusted. This is a crazy, crazy story. I'm going to, I'm just going to chalk it up to just social media and and I I just, you know, I'm going to have more faith in my fellow American than the idea of tuna or avocado or corn or carrots on a pizza. Cause that's just, that is, that is something you would do with pledges to your fraternity.
8: You can't do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. Right.
4: Right. Exactly. NBA All-Star Weekend, and welcome, everybody, to Indianapolis. My name is Tony Katz. I will be your host. I don't always sound like this. I got so excited that you were coming, I lost my voice. Spend your money. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves in the great city of Indianapolis. Check things out. Uh, Stay safe. Everybody should stay safe and should stay normal. Yeah, the, the, the snow... Um, sorry about that. Uh, I, I, you should have been here last weekend. Oh, ha. That was so, whoo. That was amazing. You're still going to have a great time. Every last bit of it. Nothing but a great time. Tons of parties going on. Just safe all the way around. Uh, on Tony Katz today at noon, this Alexi Navalny story, this is it. And as we discussed, what will Joe Biden's reaction be? I shared with you that he said uh, that uh, if, 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 if Navalny dies in prison, Navalny being uh, in opposition to uh, Vladimir Putin, the opposition leader, and Vladimir Putin put him in jail, he's now dead, died today. Oh, he collapsed after a walk. That's, that's not how it happened at 47. It's not how it happened. But this was him in Geneva, Switzerland, June of 2021. Mr. President, just a quick follow on the same theme of consequences. You said just now that you spoke to him a lot about human rights.
7: What do you say would happen if opposition leader Alexei Navalny dies?
8: I made it clear to him that I believe the, the consequences of that would be devastating for Russia. I'll go back to the same point. What do you think happens when he's saying it's not about hurting Navalny, this, all the stuff he says to rationalize the treatment of Navalny. And then he dies in prison. I pointed out to him that it matters a great deal when a country, in fact, and they asked me why I thought it was important to, to continue to have problems with the president of Syria. I said, because his violation international norm It's called a chemical weapons treaty. can't be trusted. It's about trust.
4: So now what are you going to do, Joe Biden? The world's watching. We'll see if we hear from the president today. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe, man.